got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gems. Dropping gem. Hey, welcome back. Another episode of the Dropping Gems podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Debbie Brown. Thank you for being here. This is where we explore higher consciousness for real life and hopefully drop a few gems along the way. Big shout out to everybody that has taken the time to rate and review. Love you. So grateful. If you get a chance today, share with a friend, head to the little subscription, hit subscribe, all the things. Uh, And today is going to be a really juicy conversation. I feel really excited about today. Um, I feel grateful and excited for every guest that graces this show. But today's guest is someone that I've been following on Instagram and following their music. And I really connected so deeply when I was introduced to their most recent album um, and just sitting with the words and finding so much connection between my spiritual lineage and his. So today's guest is Landrell, an Atlanta-based poet, author, and musician well-known for his spiritual poetry. His music uniquely combines ancient yoga philosophy with Southern hip-hop culture. See, guys, I mean, sold. <laughs> Landrell has independently released six studio albums, two of which, Stay Free and Self Care Package, were released this year under his label, Eternal Sunshine. As a self published author, he has released two books. 
His book on self-help poetry, also entitled Eternal Sunshine, was released in 2017, and he continues to inspire and illuminate minds. Londrell is also the creator and voice of the popular mindful and meditation app Eternal Sunshine, which provides daily inspiration and mindfulness talks to its nearly one million daily users. Londrell, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is a pleasure and an honor and a blessing to finally be here in the physical. I know we have tons of interaction online, uh, Yumi and Darlene and Becca as well. And it's so great to, to just be here in the physical presence um, and to just feel your your loving vibrations here and now in the physical. Mm. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be spending this time with you. I um, A friend actually DM'd me some tracks from your album mm-hmm. um, earlier in the year and I clicked on your page and I was just like, oh, wow. Oh, this... This feels like deepest truth. Mm-hmm. Like I just really connected and I start listening to your work. And what was really interesting for me, like I love, I love the whole, I love the way you share your gift. Mm-hmm. And as someone that came from the music industry and from a music background and really felt called to move in a different space, um, a lot around, a lot of it was around the music that I was playing every day when I worked on the radio. Mm -hmm. Like I loved it. Hip hop is what made me really start my career in broadcasting. But then there were so many things that I'd play and I'd say, ah, I mean, like, I don't want to tell y'all to do drugs. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you guys to have um, sex that feels meaningless or minimizing. Mm. Like I don't want to have enthusiasm as I introduce themes that I think are actually really repressive to our Mm -hmm. minds and our souls and um, really limiting. And so when I was able to start playing your album, it just engulfed me. I mean, you were speaking my language. You were speaking. I was like, oh, my God, yes, I love that. Oh, that piece of philosophy meant so much to me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was hearing the way that you so beautifully just blended these worlds, you know, Mm -hmm. like just used... It really felt like you were like a divine translator of Mm -hmm. this really ancient work and this Mm -hmm. ancient path and sharing it in a way that, you know, sonically, it's like the vibrations, right, Right, are so important. And like in Vedic lineage, um, you know, I learned PSM. That's how I meditate, mantra-based, Sanskrit sounds. And so what that does to the inside of you, right, like Mm -hmm. the vibration don't even have to have words as a translation it's right, yeah. it's the tone it's mm-hmm. the vibrational quality in yeah. your face and your body mm-hmm. and so hearing your music i was just like oh wow yeah. yeah yeah he's on a mission to heal yeah that's a beautiful reflection and i truly do agree that the music of the like mainstream music um it's it's truly trap music it keeps you trapped in cyclical mm. living um you know emotions and things of that what in that nature and you're never really consciously you know living out your your life and so i think i make liberation music instead of trap music i make music to liberate you know yeah. to liberate others and to liberate myself and i guess that's why my last album was you know stay free Stay free, stay liberated and, you know, just, you know, live consciously, live mindfully um, and live soulfully, I should say, and um, because that is our nature. And, you know, um, I create ma- music from the soul, you know, and like you said, translating that. Uh, I, so I get downloads all the time. You know, my downloads are in the form of poetry um, mm. and music and song. And, you know, the practice, you know, just prepares me to receive and I just allow myself to be a vessel, allow myself to be an instrument and just, you know, do the work and, and let the work do itself. Ah, yeah. Ooh, that's good. Let <laughs> yeah. the work do itself. Yeah. Because yeah, it's mm. not all about mm-hmm. working. Yeah. You know? And I think mm. we use that term because it is. It's a beautiful work. It's yeah. a delicate work, um, very systematic work. But so many people stay from the path because you hear the word work yeah. and it's yeah. like, oh, but life is already hard. Yeah. Do I it's want play. a bigger it's load? It's truly play. It's play, it's right? The it's, the, it's the divine play that we're in. It's a dance. And so, you know, we can make it work and it can be very strenuous and we can struggle. And yeah. all of that struggle is truly self-inflicted. But if we learn to dance and play with it because we are co-creating, co-creators in this experience and everything is uh, working for us, mm. you know, everything is working for us and everything is, you know, everything works for the greater good of each and every person involved, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not so much work, it's more so uh, cooperative collaboration mm. with life and with each other. Active you know? participation, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I've got to know more 
about your path to yourself. So mm-hmm. a little bit of your background. You were born in Florida, right? Yeah, I was born in Florida. Yeah, born yeah. in Florida, moved to Atlanta around 2012. You went to Bethune-Cookman University. Yes, yes. So you were, I mean, you're steeped in culture. Yeah. 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 How did you find specifically the Vedic path? Because the Vedic path, I think we've all, those who are awakened in this moment, Mm. I believe, you know, we've always been awakened. It's just about remembering. So we'll remember little moments in our childhood where you're like, oh, wow, I was wise as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, how did I know? Like, (laughs) you know, Um, and then you get like more layers. But I think huge shifts really in the way that I've noticed it really started happening around 2016, I think, where so many of us, yes. there was something. I don't know yet what yes. it was. I've looked into the astrology mm-hmm. of it, but there was yeah. something in the air yeah. that really shifted things for a lot of us mm-hmm. and made us, I feel, maybe I'm just speaking for mm-hmm. myself, but really kicked purpose mm-hmm. into overdrive in a new way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I... Like, I've been on this path my whole life, and I was, like, definitely the middle schooler that read self-help books and stuff, right? Didn't know what the hell any of it. Uh I was intellectualizing, but I was interested. Uh Um, But when I really connected specifically to, like, primordial sound meditation Mm -hmm. and the path of Vedic wisdom and, you know, reading reading all the sacred text – that that was my deepening. I mm-hmm. think that was my biggest undoing. Yeah. And it is rare that I find other people, especially yeah. other people from our community, mm-hmm. that chose that specific lineage. And so, how did you how did you return home in this way? Yeah, I, I was about to say it was a returning home. I think it's just coming back to remembering. Um, and it was in 2015, so around like 2016, yeah. where you where you said. I think during that time, it was. Just a lot of things for me, it was on uh, like social media, like uh, traumatizing just scenes and depictions of, you know, black men being Mm. black men and women and children being murdered. And that kind of like, you know, traumatized us into awakening and to seeking. Um, And for me, that that is around the time where I found um, or came home to because, you know, Vedic literature and philosophy feels so much like home to me, Mm. so much like home to me. Even the words just I pick up, you know, I picked up the Bhagavad Gita and I just automatically Mm. started to, you know, like to understand and to be able to find the tongue for the Sanskrit, you know, without even like, you know, trying without even like um, having any introduction to it before then. You know, it could just kind of came back natural to me. Um, so I know wow. that somewhere in my existence, existence, I had studied or I had been a practitioner. But um, it was in 2014 for me when I first started really to go deeper inward mm-hmm. um, and just seeking more meanings to life. I'm a natural seeker mm-hmm. um, and I always like question things and inquire about things. But 2014 is when I really like became a true seeker. Um, I think it started um, with the death of uh, Michael Brown. Mm. in us uh, uh, Ferguson and I had organized a run from Atlanta to uh, St. Louis a 840 mile run um as a way to raise awareness for that situation and raise funds for the um for the family um during their time of grief and during their time of need mm. um and so I organized a, a run me and a partner me and my friend we ran uh, every day for 21 days from from Atlanta to uh St. St. Louis Ferguson uh, Missouri, um, very tiring, very daunting, very just like I just shed a lot in that as well. You know, you know, we ran like forty miles a day, um, and you know, uh, there's pictures on the internet when we finally arrived there. You know, I was just bawling out in tears wow. just because you know, giving so much life energy, life force to a cause, to mm. a purpose, really opened me up to uh, universal service, universal compassion, universal love, and just. You know, caring on a deeper and more pro- profound level for for someone outside of myself, um, mm-hmm. and you know the world at large. And so I did that, and maybe like a few a few months later, um, I was just doing some backpacking because I was still soul searching um, because I was trying to cope with these new thoughts, these new downloads, this new understanding, mm-hmm. this new clarity in life, uh, this new perception of life, um, and I um, I was. Traveling by foot from to from Atlanta to D.C. this time for the uh, 50th anniversary of the Million Man March, I believe, and so I just decided to to backpack there and also raise money for the San, for for Sandra Bland and her family mm-hmm. as well. Um, but 
on that on that journey, I just started to I would stay in hotels like that were owned by Indian people or or, or Hindu people. Or uh, I'll just go to a gas station and I'll see just like an alms symbol or I'll just see something, uh, 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 a deity. But I didn't really like pay attention to it. And one one day, um, it had been raining all day um, and I was uh, running in the rain all day. And usually I just stay in the hotel one day and uh, and leave as I'm traveling. But this day, it just it would not stop raining would not stop raining. And so the next day I got up to leave, I just asked, can I have an extra day? And as I was leaving uh, the lobby, there was a book, there was a Bhagavad Gita on the, wow. on the table. Wow. And automatically I just picked it up and I haven't put it down since. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was kind of my reintroduction to um, Eastern philosophy because yeah. I had not read like the, I guess the closest thing to Eastern philosophy I probably have ever read before then was probably the alchemist and yeah. that type of poetic type, yeah. mystical type um, explanation and storyline. But um, I pick up the Bhagavad Gita then, and you know I've been just picking up Eastern philosophy and traditions um, ever since, and it resonates so deeply uh, with me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. That book is so um, delicious. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a feast. Uh-huh, yeah. That I remember when I first read that book, I was actually doing, um, I was doing the POSM training at Chopra. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been 2012 or 2013. Yeah. Rumi was a big piece mm. of like my journey, like hearing um, the beauty in the language mm-hmm. of connecting to yourself also the ideology around allowing darkness to be your candle right yeah you know like Uh, allowing your darkness to be your light Mm -hmm. that was the piece that i think began to teach me grace about being able to be steeped in the process Mm -hmm. you know and i think even reflecting back to how we were starting this conversation around work it's like you know a lot of the work is us just moving our mind around Mm -hmm. to be able to understand that things don't have to be hard. Yeah. That there is opportunity to heal Mm -hmm. with grace and ease Um, and beauty, Mm -hmm. you know, like beautiful language, Mm -hmm. hearing, hearing spiritual reflections. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's truly, that, that is truly, uh, you know, beautiful that we can draw upon words for, for life, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I have uh I have a way with words, but I have a relationship with words as well. I can just actually like just coming up with them, reading them. It's just a life in its own. And um, like you said, you know, we go back to we just have to move our, our our minds around to you know receive the words and receive the energy behind the words because sometimes it's not just the words; it's the energy that comes yeah. that the consciousness behind those words. Even a person like you know uh, Rumi, you know, there's a consciousness behind his words, and so receiving his words, you have receiving you have received his vibrations, his energy, mm. his consciousness, and that's what with, with anything. And you know, even words that we don't understand, like a different language or Sanskrit and mantras, especially they are so powerful, though they may just like look like words, they you know sounds and vibrations. Mm that that work that work on on the being and the body and the emotions in a very subtle way and as you know they're like tools and instruments too mm. and um sometimes can be used as weapons um especially in um in ancient sanskrit history you know mantras was used words were used as weapons and and ways of um and battle and things of that nature and they speak about that in the bhagavad gita um the conch shells and each each um each uh pandava um, warrior had different conch shells and, you know, they, they use those conch shells to, to fight, you know, mm. in battle. So, you know, words have truly, words for me are life. Mm. Words for me are life. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk about, so you have quite the body of work. And, mm. and you know, when I when I found your your project, the I led off with um, your most recent, which was Stay Free. And then I've been investigating. You have a total of six albums, six albums that you've yeah. released since 2016. And I'd love to I'd love to really explore because as you're talking about even like you always knew you had a gift of mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Like it seems that words have always been your destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and you originally used words through poetry, how did you find that language was your key? Even before you transitioned into the first album, mm-hmm. even before you transitioned, yeah. I think, to this Vedic path, like, how did you unlock that words were your tool? 
Um, I think it started really as, as uh, in, in childhood because I wasn't really a speaker. I'm, I'm not. I'm still just not much of a like an extroverted person, just talking all the time. I was very quiet, but because of my upbringing, um, you know, childhood trauma, um, you know, and living living with a parent who was uh, very violent and rageful and things of that nature, very abusive mentally, uh, verbally, and uh, physically. Um, it kind of pushed me deeper within myself. Mm. Um, I was always already introspective and introverted, but being in a, in a household that didn't encourage expressiveness or vulnerability, um, I had to find that space within myself. I had to create that space um, within myself. And, um, you know, I hardly mem- remember any of my childhood because I was totally disassociating from my environment, but words were my escape. And through words, wow. I found I created new worlds within myself, um, and through writing, I created, you know, new, new a new reality for me that I could just go and escape to. So I guess, you know, my writings were, my my writings were the result me trying to communicate with, or my highest self trying to communicate, you know, with me in my my lowest state and you know, wow. being a child and things of that nature. So that's how I became acquainted with words and trusting words and just the relationship and the connection that I have with words that was like the very beginning and so I start right just writing probably not poetry but just starting started writing like um when I was a kid and um just to escape my uh uh seeming reality um that was so very like daunting at times and and haunting at times and just you know I did not as a kid I did not want to live I did not want to be alive because it was just just that that treacherous even in my home um and even outside of my home so Words were my escape, you know, words were my escape. Um, and they still are. They still are a way to escape and create. Um, well, I say when say create, words free me, words free me now. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that was with, like the very beginning of my writings. And then and in high school, it developed to, to more to more poetry and, and hit hip hop because that was the the culture and it still is the culture and and so uh, that was like the thing to do that's what you see on TV so you you emulate you know what you see consciousness reflects consciousness and so for me you know seeing uh seeing like seeing people that are good with words but it's more so rapping it wasn't really spoken word it was more so hip hop and rap so that's how you know I can you know easily uh, translate or you know seamlessly seemingly seamlessly um flow from you know philosophy into hip-hop and integrate the the philosophy and the words of value and mindfulness and you know healthy vibrations into hip-hop is because you know the early on exposure to that you know yeah yeah i'd love to sit um in this moment for just a second and ask you some of the mechanics because something you just shared um really beautifully and thank you so much for giving such insight into your life because I think it's so so incredibly important for people to know what's possible for them and like what you just described um, with how you were made to experience yourself and um, the lack of being able to feel fully safe and free inside of yourself as a child, which Mm -hmm. is so fundamental Mm -hmm. and so foundational for how we then view ourselves in every other iteration of us Mm -hmm. throughout our lifetimes. Um, I think so many of us can relate to what you said. Mm -hmm. And I think especially so many people within black and brown communities, um, Mm -hmm. because even if that chaos was not inside the home for so many, that chaos is always reflected everywhere outside of the home and all the structures in place that keep it going. Um, And what really feels like an apathy from the world towards, Mm. um, you know, towards black and brown bodies experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you walk this path now as someone who, you know, will always be seekers, but you are embodied. You know, you are integrated. You are in alignment with yourself, with your soul, with your highest vision, mm-hmm. highest timelines, highest self. Yeah. How do you sit with um, the things you've overcome in this moment? Um, how do you how do you integrate what can be a really 
painful past foundational experience. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that we can never forget because it started us as yeah. who we are. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, the trauma. Mm-hmm. How do you move with grief? Mm-hmm. How do you experience as this version of yourself um, some of those wounds as you look back on them as yeah. they're healing or have been healed? Yeah, beautiful question. Um, I thank you for allowing me to go back and revisit that. Um, but yeah, as as you know, like you said, being embodied and being here now, I can go back into the darkness with light. And like mm-hmm. you said, like um, you know, like the Rumi quote, allowing your your darkness to be your candle. Um, and uh, I don't shy away from the darkness. Mm-hmm. I don't like push it away. I don't resist it because you know this life, this experience that we have requires contrast. It requires the duality of light and darkness, and we can't have a picture without the negative and the positive. And so I understand that it was, it's going from uh, you know going from grace, grief, sorry, going from grief and to grace, you know, having grace with myself, you know, and uh, just you know, really allowing myself to feel like in the like early like early in my life I was I was made to be so emotionally numb mm. so emotionally numb to everything and so um you kind of cut yourself off from a, an important aspect of you cuz life is all feeling mm. you know the reason that we are here because we are intuitively feeling that we are in this room in the studio having a conversation with ourselves in in a different expression and so um, it's just really allowing myself to feel whatever that whatever is, and whatever is is, and that's all that is. If it's if it's light, if it's darkness, if it's pain, if it's hurt, it's there, and it's an experience that can teach you something. It's an experience that you can grow from. It's something that you can you know build upon. And mm-hmm. so for me, there is a, a level of non-resistance to the light, to the dark, and just all acceptance of everything because we are everything, and everything is happening within us. And then so um, it really takes a, a lot of uh, patience with yourself, grace with yourself and understanding with yourself. But I understand that, you know, I've been through the worst of situations. So everything on a larger scale, everything is so very small mm-hmm. to me. You know, I think we can all say that no matter what we face going forward in life, it compares not to what we've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, it never compares and, and just how traumatized, because we we have gained a level of awareness and wisdom, and wisdom allows us to remove obstacles that, that once seemed so big, mm-hmm. but now they're just so very small. So as we go through, go through life, you know, we progress through life, there's a certain level of, uh, for all of us, an awakening that naturally happens. Some of us, it's, it's slower than others, and some of us is, is more aware, and we are more aware of that. But... Um, for me, it's really just sitting with everything and being with everything and non-resistance to anything. Hold that thought. We are coming right back. Are you all about the NBA action? you got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventure with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with a muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPS fuel economy estimates. MPG, 37 Highway MPG, 33 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive, 28 City MPG, 35 Highway MPG, 31 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive, 29 City MPG, 36 Highway MPG, 32 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive, 28 City MPG, 34 Highway MPG, 31 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum All Wheel Drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. When I was listening to your album, Stay Free, the thing that was uh, really striking to me is I love the cover. Mm. You were, um, it's such a beautiful, gorgeous photograph of you as a little boy. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I don't know, the the, the resilience of children is so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The, re- the resilience of heart, you know, yeah. the ability to really be open we talk on this show quite a bit about reparenting yeah. and a lot of the inner child work and mirror work and, you know, all the things that grief work, things that you can do to come back inside of your body mm-hmm. and, and be there and yeah. live there and feel safe there. What would this version of you say back to the little boy on that cover of Stay Free? Uh, yeah, stay free. Mm. Truly just stay free. Allow yourself to feel um, allow yourself to heal. You know, it's okay to feel, it's okay to cry, it's okay to be sensitive, it's okay to be exactly where you are, you know, because without, you know, without this, you would not become this, mm. you know, and so I, I honor that. I honor the child in me, and I still, you know, have conversations with the child in me because I know that timeline is still existing somewhere in time, and just going back there consciously you know, because we are all time traveling, you know, we are all time travelers. We're time traveling now for this conversations. And, you know, our past is still happening now. Our future is happening now. Mm-hmm. So it's being able to consciously understand that and have that conversation now because it's happening now, you know. And so I can lend wisdom to myself in that timeline uh, and heal, heal yes. my inner child in this timeline, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a whole nother conversation now that yeah. I want to have with you off the, off the mic about some things. Um, yeah. yeah. And that I love that you said that because, you know, as I experienced some of my own reparenting and, yeah. and beautiful childhood work, yeah. you know, and as um, certain uh, phrases are really being utilized more and more like mm. reflections on ancestral trauma, on intergenerational trauma, yeah. you know, the some of the joy for me in doing the work is knowing that truly as I heal myself now in this moment, as I stand in the grace of myself and allow myself to be radiant and free, 
that all of that goodness is healing the younger version of me. And so the way that I've I've been kind Mm. of experiencing it or thinking of it in my mind is that life is feeling so good and full now because actually my past has been completely rebuilt. Yes, um, I love that. Re-experienced. And Mm. so when I feel the true, true depth of freedom that I feel right now, I'm like, yeah, of course this is possible. Not just because I've healed myself Mm. in this moment, but all of that healing went backwards. So Mm. technically, energetically, on a cellular level, that trauma hasn't actually happened. It's been Mm. been removed. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we think of like that kind of lineage work, that ancestral healing, like the intention really is Mm. what I do now, I am sending back and I am sending forward. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Gave me chills. Mm. And just to feel that energy and to actually like, you know, receive that energy and integrate that energy into just my conscious awareness as I'm receiving it. And it's going backward and forward in time for me as well. So I thank you for that, that gem, dropping gems on, on my, in my heart, <laughs> in my soul, in my life. I truly felt that and, you know, received that and truly, you know, affirm that as well. Not only are we healing ourselves, but we are healing all, all, all versions of ourselves, our, our ancestors as well, as we heal, because we have inc- we our ancestors have inc- incarnated as us to heal themselves. Mm. You know. Okay, wait. Can I? Oh my God, we have to go somewhere with this right now. <laughs> I have to share this thought I've I've been kind of savoring recently, and I would love your take on it um, because I feel like we really speak the same language yeah. in a lot of said mm. and unsaid ways. Yeah. A thought that occurred to me, right? We think of, especially um, for our lineage, it is, we're really rooted in the understanding of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I know I've reincarnated here. I've been here since the inception of Earth. Mm-hmm. I've come back a bunch of times and I've incarnated in other realms a bunch yeah. of times. But <sighs> this thought was coming to me. Um, okay, so let me start here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I need to try to make this make sense because yeah. it's only been going in my mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they um there was this there was this meme on Instagram, right? Or this this factoid that said um that each of us has around 4,000 ancestors behind us, right? If we do, if we really look back at all of the generations Mm -hmm. of what it took for us to exist here in this moment, it goes back roughly 4,000 people for each of us. And so when I was putting in the thought process of reincarnation into that and different lives I know I've had and different patterns and experiences I've had, I've done a lot of past life regression work, it was interesting. Here's an example. I was the thought I'm putting together in my mind mm-hmm. that I'm trying to get out is right now in this exact moment as I'm embodied as Devi to have this experience as me. Mm-hmm. I am also on this earth in a million other ways because mm-hmm. as I right now have embodied as Devi and I'm receiving the support of my benevolent ancestors in this lineage of Devi. Mm-hmm. I am also many people's ancestors right now. Right now. So like one of the lives that I had was um, I lived in China as Mm -hmm. a healer in the 13th century. Mm -hmm. So that embodiment of my energy and essence in China in 13th century is currently serving as the benevolent ancestry for people in China Mm -hmm. at this exact moment that I'm Mm -hmm. also me again here on Mm -hmm. earth and I'm receiving (laughs) benevolent ancestry from this particular family line that I'm mm-hmm. inhabiting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it just, you know, it's a cross network of just weaving in and out of timelines, weaving in and out of um, cultures, weaving in and as a healer to heal cultures, to heal generations, yeah. to heal just different parts of the world. And I think, you know, we we all, you know, like you said, you know, you are here, but you are also in the 13th century healing that timeline to people in China now and in China then. Yes. So it's just like a, 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 a network, <laughs> a weaving in and out of just, you know, healing, you know, and that's that's so beautiful that you, you know, reflect that and have that have that revelation, have that connection with your 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 truest self, your inner self to to know that, you know, we are all time traveling, mm. you know, to, to realize that we are time traveling. I, I think I just realized that yesterday, you know, I, I realized that, you know, you know, I am here, but I'm also in another place or another timeline mm-hmm. doing the same work experiencing the same thing and you know just just allowing myself to even though you know because that can get kind of that can get kind of trippy 
Like yeah, it can get kind of trippy. It can get kind of trippy, and so you just like you you. <laughs> the mind starts to just weave in, in its different ways and paths. And so um, I see like, you know, I just open my eyes after meditation and just just allow myself to accept what is, yeah. accept, you know, this, this vision and this experience and just appreciate the walls, appreciate the trees, appreciate the lights yeah. and everything that I have in my memory now because memory, uh, some scholars, is so very, so, so very deep that it goes deeper than what the conscious mind can even like bring up or whatever comes up in the conscious mind. And so it's, it's just- It's all inconceivable, yeah, really. Yeah, it's really, it's really boundless. It's really boundless. Boundless, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You know, the part that felt really powerful for me and that thought that I shared was this this knowingness that that means that, you know, there's no limits on anything, right? right yeah. Like it's everything is boundless. And when you tap into that piece of it, there is nothing off limits to any mm -hmm. of us. And we all have the ability to call in more power mm -hmm. and more magnetism to ourselves because we are existing here in so many ways. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call in yeah. some of that soul power yeah. from 13th century mm -hmm. ancestral me yeah. that's currently running around, and all mm. the other virgins. Like there's so many mm. pieces of our souls mm. that we can call in to be remembered to utilize for this lifetime. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and, I, and I truly believe that. And I, you know, to and to go further in that or deeper in that into that, it's understanding in totality that everything is you. You know, everything is you. And it's kind of like the cop out, but no, everything <laughs> is you. You know, every this entire experience is happening within you. The history, it's all your memory. You know, yeah. the history is all your memory. And we have created ourselves, you know, in so many different forms to experience ourselves in so many different forms to tell this story, to to dance, to play, to live, to love and experience mm. whatever there is to experience. And to to come back to ourselves, as Ramda says, we're just walking each other home. We're walking each other back into ourselves. We're walking ourselves back to ourselves. And we have that duty to serve. We have that duty to heal. We have a responsibility to do the Dharma of whatever our Dharma is. And it's okay to do it in whatever realm we're doing, whether it's music or, you know, uh, doing radio or using your voice or yeah. doing behind the scenes, whatever your Dharma is, do it. And you can be liberated through your Dharma. It doesn't have to be the, the, the strict uh, ascetic path or path of renunciation. Whatever your Dharma is, do it in service and truth and knowing that you are being liberated through that, through that activity. You know, and it's all it's all sadhana. It's all the spiritual practice. You know, whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing. I love you. I love you too. I'm so happy to be too. here with you. So happy to be here. Yeah. You really um you occupy a really special really really special space because you're really at the intersection between deep ancient knowledge mm. um mastery in this life and also activism mm. you know it's like you're really occupying space as a spiritual activist um what does that feel like and what is your what is your deepest hope for your mm -hmm. work in that way um i feel i feel really really small mm. i don't really see myself um in that way I just uh, truly allow myself to be used. Um, I don't really pay too much att attention to, like, I know I'm great. I have confidence in myself, yeah, but I don't yeah. pay attention to the greatness <laughs> of that of, or the profoundness of it. I, you know, I, I receive it and I'm so like so devotional in my, in my journey that everything is an offering unto the divine, mm -hmm. you know, everything is an offering unto divine. So I take nothing for myself and just offer it to the divine. And that just keeps me growing. That keeps me moving. That keeps me healing. That keeps me just expanding in, in my expansion because I, I'm not in it for me uh, or my, my glory, my fame, my praise and my name. Yeah. I'm really in it for the praise and the glory of truth. And to, to bring others truth as well. And, and the more I light myself, the more I light others. And I believe that's how we, you know, that is the path of enlightenment for me is to light myself and, and light others. The, the whole world must be lit. <laughs> the whole world must be lit. You know, so, um, yeah, so yeah. I really don't um, pay too much attention to it. I just allow myself to do my dharma, which is yeah. through music and poetry and song, and however uh, spirit chooses to express itself through me, um, spon spontaneously, I just allow it and I, I just make myself vulnerable to that. 
Mm, I love that so much. Something that I say um, quite often for myself is my entire life is an offering to God. Mm, my whole life is ritual. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk mm. about ritual. What yeah. are some of what are some of the beautiful practices that you enjoy in your day? Mm -hmm. How do you how do you r ritualize for your healing and for mm -hmm. your highest good? Uh, more recently, it's been dancing. Just, yeah. just yeah. sometimes, like yesterday, I totally, totally like. Usually, I I probably like meditate first thing, first thing. But I just um I think I was actually listening to the uh, Chopra meditation, the twenty one day meditation, and I just stopped and I just said I just wanted I want to dance. I want to dance. I just put on some Bob Marley, let my hair down because I normally don't have my hair down. Just and just just dance dance for like two hours and that was that was ecstasy for me that was you know ritualizing my healing putting that energy in motion because sometimes we can be stagnant and just wanting to be still mm. um but me like me open trying to be or allowing myself to be more vulnerable and more open and and feel more um I just had to just get up and dance and mm. just dance for two hours outside and I had my headphones on so I'm sure people around me like what is he what is he dancing to um but yeah I enjoyed it but um more normally more on 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 a day-to-day -day, uh thing um you know I've had probably the same side enough for a spiritual practice for like uh four or five years five five six years actually so for me that's that's waking up when the sun rise rising with the sun mm. and um going straight into my my practice of uh, pranayama kriyas and a, a 1 to 2 hour meditation every day um but for me uh it, that can seem like very mundane to the ordinary person or to the the person outside looking in but for me the practice is the goal you know yeah. there is nothing beyond the practice for me there is nothing to attain that you know everything is right here in the practice everything is right here and in, in the very even the smallest things that I'm doing um whether it's washing dishes or cleaning out the tub or 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 meditating it's it's for me it's all part of the spiritual practice and it's all integrated into um opening my opening myself up to to all that is and so but I I I cannot miss I cannot miss all I can but I really don't prefer missing like you know my my morning sadhana you know, rising with the sun and um, doing uh, some asanas mm. and pranayamas and then mm. uh, and kriya and then meditating um, for about an hour or so and then and then working my way into the flow of the day, whatever the day calls for. Oh, that sounds so mm. delicious! Like that mm. sounds like a feast to me as mm. you were describing it. Because yeah. um, I'm really finding that my practice. I couldn't fathom living without it. Mm -hmm. Like it is my closest companion. Yeah. Like my spiritual practice is my best friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and even on a day that's that I'm most tired, that's not something that would ever not be on my list. Mm -hmm. And even just to feel that feels so good, right? Yeah. Like especially, mm -hmm. especially knowing all that you've walked through. Like mm -hmm. to even know. Like for me recently, it clicked and I was like, God, that feels special to know that I have the ability to meet my own needs in each moment. Mm -hmm. And that may sound small or not, yeah. you know, not. Mm -hmm. I think people that have access that point understand the gravity to that. Mm -hmm. But to just be able to know that each moment is enough. Yeah. And whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's that's realizing your enoughness, your 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 wholeness, your fullness. Yeah. I think when we when we operate from a place of lack. You know, we have so many needs. Yeah. We have Ooh. so many needs when we so operate well from said. a place of lack. But when we operate from a place of fullness, there is total contentment and satisfaction with what is. Mm. And we can just allow ourselves to be with what is, you know. And so stepping into, a, you know, mindfulness and soulfulness and um, our boundless nature, our infinite nature, knowing your infiniteness, knowing your boundlessness allows you to just get out of lack and step into mm. that limitless space of just freedom, personal freedom, you know, because you know you have access to everything in the cosmos, in the universe right here and right now because it's all here and it's all within you, mm. you know, and it's all happening within you and it comes out of you and manifests in the physical. Mm. What does freedom feel like to you? If you could give it a sensation or give mm. it a few words, what does it feel like as it resides in you? Freedom at this point in time in my life uh, feels like vulnerability, mm. just being open to everything, everyone, every circumstance, not resisting anything, not shying away, not uh, 
retreating and just being vulnerable to everything that is not that sometimes not even just surrender total surrender and vulnerability is is freedom mm-hmm. like you have nothing to, you have nothing to protect you have nothing to safeguard you just you're just there as you mm-hmm. you know and you just allow yourself to be there as you mm-hmm. you know and that that sets the tone for as others to come you. that that sets the tone for others to come as they are yeah. And then we can all be as we are and and free from judgment or, you know, condemning each other or judging or, or like I said, judging each other and just allowing ourselves to be. And that allows a person to stand in their personal power when they can be the, who they are, mm. you know, no matter how it comes out, how it looks, because we're we're all just figuring this out, you know, as we go. And so truly there's no wrong or right. You know, it's just truth, mm. you know, and, and living your truth and speak your truth and that will set you free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it is especially yummy to me, and I'd love your thoughts mm. on this. Um, when you come into a space of non-judgment with yourself, mm. my favorite gift to give others is non-judgment. Yeah. Like, I, I feel so passionate about being able to hold space for the people in my life. Mm-hmm. And when they tell me something that is really challenging for them not um not mirroring any of it back to them yeah like being able to just hold loving space not fix it which was the old me my old programming not Mm. fix it right like not try to advise it not try to manipulate it or change it or Mm -hmm. get the person out of it but to just reflect non-judgment back to them about Mm. whatever they're holding yeah um and it's such a revolutionary gift to give it really is Mm -hmm. like it sounds maybe simple but Mm -hmm. We're all trained to try to fix. Yeah, fix things. Or we're all trained to try to be positive. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you know, it's not as bad as everybody. You know, other Mm -hmm. people have gone through worse. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things that you tell people that are really just to alleviate your own discomfort Mm -hmm. about their stories or their path. Mm -hmm. But that non-judgment piece, that's really it. Mm -hmm. Like each moment being able to be with yourself and still Mm -hmm. accept yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, you know, goes back to, you know, like you said, non-judgment and acceptance of yourself and, yeah. and that person as they are with all of their scars, with all of their wounds, their traumas and everything that they are offering to you as not as an offering unto you to, to take on, but an offering to to release, you yeah. know, but when you like you, if you create space within yourself, you can hold space for others. Yeah. You know, the more space you create, that's why like this week I've been fasting, um, creating, you know, creating space because when we fast, we 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 magnify the etheric energy. And so, you know, hold, creating space within myself, holding space within myself so that I can hold space uh, mm-hmm. while I'm here in L.A. doing these performances so that I can hold space for the conversation so I can hold space for, you know, our conversations and our interactions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's so very important to, you know, you know. First, create space within yourself and hold space for yourself and be non-judgmental to yourself, as you said, so that you can be that same way with others uh, and allow them to, because you know what it does for you, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and it's not like we have to fix anything because, you know, we work out our own problems because our minds create the problems themselves yeah, and our minds. solve. Creation. Yeah. So it's all <laughs> the creation of our own beings. But when we have time, when we have space to unravel before another person who's just holding space for us then we we just rest in that and we feel mm-hmm. confident in that even if they give us no advice mm-hmm. if they're just there as an ear and i you know i'm just learning that more and more um with my partner my fiance mm-hmm. um to just you know just be there and uh, she doesn't need my wisdom she doesn't need you know my my words she just needs me to to be there and people just need you f- to be there because they can work through it on their own it's just expressing it and getting those gears turning until they yeah. just find that aha that aha moment and that or just release yeah. you know total yeah. release yeah it's like and it's too like the concept that is is really deeply rooted i think in christianity the idea of witnessing right being a mm-hmm. witness the way that i experience that through the lens of my belief system is really that just means being an observance of mm-hmm. right like being able to powerfully observe yourself being able to witness for another, just, mm-hmm. I'm just here to witness your mm-hmm. process, not mm-hmm. to inform it, not to change it, mm-hmm. but we deserve to be seen, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we deserve, um, I don't know if that's the word, but I was going to, you know, I want to behold people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behold and hold space. Yeah. You know, because I, I think that's what meditation helps us to do is just because we're witnessing. 
we're watching, we're observing thoughts mm -hmm. as they come, as they go. And that person in front of us, they are a vessel of thoughts. They are an embodiment of thoughts, you know, and different thoughts and different desires. And so when we, you know, in the meditative state or we're just, just practicing mindfulness, we learn allowance. Mm -hmm. And with allowance just comes grace. And, and it ease because you understand things unravel, but they work themselves out on their own. Mm -hmm. It's nothing that we have to fix in our minds during meditation. It just kind of just <laughs> eases itself out. And then when we start to practice that in our day to day life, you know, off the mat and out of the uh, out of out of the asana, then we can out of the asana we can we can truly embody the teachings in a practical way. And it's not just like, oh, I'm just doing my spiritual work and, I'm, oh, I have to go into life and just be a human, yeah, you know, yeah. and things of that nature. But we can actually embody <laughs> the teachings in our in our in our day to day life because they are meant to be embodied, not just study. Yeah. You know, not yeah. just, you know, Absolutely. just a, not a just corner of our, yeah, like yeah, pull truly. it into your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And integrate it into your life and, you know, into the, uh, into your relationships and every dynamic and aspect of your life. And that's how we live in the fullness of life. I yeah. think, you know, we compartmentalize our lives. You know, this is for this, that person's for this. I can yes. only talk to you about this. I yes. can only go here for there. And we separate. And that separate that separation creates more illusion. That separation creates a distance between ourselves and truth, ourselves and God, and our separation our, our creates separation between ourselves and others. Yeah. You know, so the more we compartmentalize everything, we just grow in the delusion and in the, in the illusion love the way that you express that yeah it's really it's just it's all such a gift you know sometimes i'm fed up with earth and i'm yeah. just like mm -hmm. i don't want to be here this mm -hmm. place is tr <laughs> trash earth is the ghetto yeah. and then sometimes mm -hmm. i'm just like how awesome like what a beautiful learning yeah like what a beautiful learning mm -hmm. to choose this lifetime to be this version of yeah. me and all the gifts that it possesses mm -hmm. Especially, I think, in quarantine, and we were talking about this a bit um, before we press record on the mics, but what was your, if you could name one thing that you found to be the greatest gift of the pandemic, what was it? Um, the, I would say the, the call to serve a greater in a greater capacity, wow. um, because I've, I've been doing this work behind the scenes for for about five or six years. Wow. But I understand that life has been preparing me for this moment so that I can guide people into themselves as well. So for me, it was time to step out of my introvertedness and step out of my cocoon and really, you know, help usher others back into their cocoon or uh, help us introduce others to themselves as well. So for me, Beautiful. that was the biggest gift is being able to serve and um, people who so, so desperately needed a space to go a space to be and, and cope and meditate. So um, just uh, being able to be there for people because I've been there, you know, um, I, my pandemic probably happened in 2016 for me. And so I was just like, I locked up. I, I, for like two years, I, I probably didn't go outside for anything just for grocery. So I was kind of wow. like used, used to this, like, you know, lifestyle of just being in inside all the time, you know, yeah. studying, meditating. That's when I, you know, really began to go inward during that time for about two or three years. Mm. And so, you know, having people come into this space now is like, I already have a table prepared for you. I got music, I got mm. meditations, I have an app. What do you need? I have it. Yeah. yeah feast on this. Feast on uh, this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, there's been so many gifts. Mm -hmm. It really, I, I love the way that it's helped me re-understand time yeah. and how to use my time. And mm. I think my life post pandemic post pandemic excuse me is going to look more like my pandemic life than it yeah. did my pre 2020 mm -hmm. life yeah. in many ways mm -hmm. like i think um i'm going to be kind of off limits yeah for most people mm -hmm. all the time yeah. mm -hmm. um cuz i've just i've fallen in love and i have this huge craving now yeah um for solitude mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think especially because I'm more, I'm an extrovert fully. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm an EMFJ or something in a Myers-Briggs, but mm -hmm. my whole life was lived out loud. Mm -hmm. And I was, now I'm just like, I don't want to ever be in performance. Mm -hmm. Like in any moment, I don't want to be forced to be an audience for someone. And I yeah. also don't want to be pushed to perform for mm -hmm. anyone. You know, yeah. I want to flow with yeah. how I'm actually feeling. Yeah. Um, I think we've all found yeah. our balance. <laughs> 
I think we've all found our balance and mm. what we can, like our groove. And that's what, you know, we, we and now we have the choice because we see yeah. both both ends of the spectrum. And so now we can find like a middle path that works best for us and we can like integrate, you know, what we learn by being just out on the scene all the time or extroverted or just being yeah. social, a social butterfly and the things that we learn by just by being and having the time to go inward and nurture ourselves and take care of ourselves and, um, you know, hold space for ourselves. Yeah. And so it's like a merging of the two worlds. And I think the new earth, the new, the new world that we, um, that we are curating will be mm -hmm. some somewhat of that sort of ease for everyone, for everyone. So people won't be too too demanding with your time and you won't be too demanding of other people's time. And we'll just allow each other to just enjoy your time alone. Hey, if you even your partners, if you want to enjoy time yeah. alone and by yourself, then that's cool. You know, we don't we won't probably make too much of a fuss off, you know, just just the ease of the ease that this, you know, pandemic has has given us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We each deserve the dignity of our process, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. So how can everybody connect with you? First of mm -hmm. all, I highly recommend everybody to go into their iTunes store, Spotify, wherever you listen to music, check out the Stay Free album. Um, and then after you do that, there's five more albums to feast upon. Um, Stay Free is the first one. There's also Self Care Package, Floral Escape, Sunflower Soul, Feminine Energy, and Feels. Mm -hmm. And then how can everyone connect with you? Um, I guess Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my handle is Lundrell, Um or Facebook as well. And on any other platform, you can find me at Lundrell. Also, um, I have I do have the mobile Eternal Sunshine app, the mindfulness and meditation app. So that's a great way to just receive uh, free. Uh, sometimes I do talks um, and some Beautiful. and most of the times I do meditations on there. So that's a, that's a way to get, you know, updates and news on what I'm doing, where I'm at, where I'm touring, where I'm having shows at. Um, and yeah, those are the, uh, the three main ways to, to stay in Beautiful. contact with me. At yeah. the end of every show, I offer to each guest um, the opportunity to share some soul work with our listening audience. And mm -hmm. so what that can look like is either a thought to be savored, maybe a journal prompt, a self-care practice that you enjoy and find mm -hmm. um, to be powerful. But yeah. anything you'd like to offer mm -hmm. our listeners to spend time with um, for the day, for the rest mm -hmm. of the day after they hear this episode. Um, beautiful. Um, I would say just off the top of my head. Um, it's okay to, uh, venture into the darkness. Mm. It's okay to go back into the traumas. It's okay to revisit the darkened parts of yourself. You know, sit with those things. Sit and feel. If you can feel it, you can heal it. And just allow yourself to, um, feel, mm. you know, let yourself feel. That's how we self-heal. Um, and so just sitting with everything um, and being with everything and forgiving yourself and forgiving all versions of yourself in that, you know, having compassion upon your experience, having compassion upon your life, having grace with your life and your mm. experience and knowing that sometimes it's not all love and light. Sometimes we have to, you know, go back into the, you know, sometimes we have to experience the dark so that mm. we can bring forth more light and the more darkness you experience the more light is being summoned out of you Ooh. you know so appreciate you know the parts that you that you hide you know be totally vulnerable to every aspect of yourself be totally vulnerable to everything that you have experienced and allow that vulnerability to you know awaken you to your truth and live in that truth celebrate that truth speak that truth and let that truth set you free mm. beautiful Beautiful. Thank you for that. Landrell, thank mm. you so much. Um, it has been such a joy connecting with you, finally connecting yes. in person. I've yes. uh, been a really, really big admirer of your work. Um, and you're in Los Angeles. You have mm. several shows uh, while you're out here. Yeah. And hopefully you'll be back soon. I shall. I yeah. shall. It feels, it feels like L.A. always feels like home to me. So and I visit like at least once a year, at least before the pandemic. So I'll definitely be back and integrating with you and Darlene and, and Chopra family and just, you know, just creating this new earth, this new world, this new paradigm for us and all of us who are to come, the little yeah. ones, oh. the little ones. They're they're going to be so blessed. Their world is going to be so, oh so God. beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You are soul family. I am. Um, I'm grateful for this time together. Thank you. I say I am too. Felt felt natural. So very natural. Just like okay, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. get to it. Yes, it felt so natural. Thank you for having that energy of being welcoming to bring out the the social butterfly in me. <laughs> the, the social butterfly in me. Because I was a bit uneasy, like, ah, because I don't really do podcasts or talks or just anything. But, you know, thank you for bringing out the best in me. Oh, wow. Thank you. Mm, That was a beautiful reflection to have. Mm. I received that. Yeah. I see. I know you do that for so many. Mm -hmm. And your music, Mm -hmm. your music gives people permission Mm -hmm. to meet the best versions of themselves Ah. and to love them and to Mm -hmm. accept them. Yeah. It's great to receive that gift. I feel it now. I feel it. Thank you for allowing me to feel the gift that I give. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I don't want this podcast to end. Um, <laughs> everyone, thank you, as always, so much for listening. Please share this show with a friend. Um, this this felt really, really special. And I know that there is not only something in this for you and for your soul, um, but you'd be surprised at ways that you can positively affect other people's lives just by sharing the lessons you're receiving. And so I definitely, um, I encourage everyone to do that. Go rate the app, rate this episode, leave a little written review. I love you. I will be back next week. Peace. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect. At Debbie Brown, that's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Tribble and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.